episode of Tea with Tammy. As you can probably guess, I am Tammy. (laughs) And it's great to be back. Um, There's been a lot of nonsense on my timeline and I have a guest right after the break. And so stay tuned for that. But just jumping right into topics. (sighs) What is going on? What is going on with this cigar gift? Okay, so a woman got online, (laughs) made a video, and shared an experience that she had with the first date and how she wanted to make a great first impression. And first impressions are important. And so she went what some would say the extra mile, what other would say just a small gesture, but she did something extra before going on her date. And that's picking up a free cigar because the date that she was going on with likes cigars. She wrapped it in paper and twine and gave it to him with a cigar, with a cigar cutter. The internet did what it does best and it interneted and <laughs> people online tore this girl apart and said that she was extra, was doing the most. She was acting like a pick me that you don't have to do all that to make a great first impression, which I do agree with and is true. But man, y'all killed this young woman just for being nice because I've done great and you know what has been seen to be the extra mile for people just so they can feel good about themselves and I can then set the standard of what I probably expect in return for when it comes to receiving gifts and what you can expect moving forward that you'll receive from me so you got to keep up you know what I mean and so If you're out there and you are seeing that woman's video and you are like, man, this woman is just going above and beyond. She being extra. She ain't got to do all that to get a man. I don't have to do all that to get to get a man. Great. Pat on the back. Don't do what she did then. I don't see what is there more to say after that. (laughs) If that is something you wouldn't do, then just don't do it. You know what I mean? That's something I probably wouldn't have done on the first date. But hey, to each their own. She did it. She probably went on a second date with the man. And you know what? I bet the date was $200 too. (laughs) Listen, just don't be a hater on the timeline. If you see someone having a good experience and sharing a good story about how they did something good (laughs) and the other person received it well, why, why, why shit on it? Why, why be that person? But anyway, moving on. (laughs) Power book is getting out of hand. (laughs) Power book has turned into my favorite black soap opera, which could be good and bad because it gives me Tyler Perry vibes sometimes, but I will say it is extremely entertaining. Now, I won't spoil anything that's happened on the show, even though the timeline is good at doing that already. I will say, (sighs) shit is about to go down. Power Book 2 Ghost Shit just hit the fan the very last episode, and it's the same moment that we all had when, um, Nathan and Lawrence got in their fight on Insecure. It's like the buildup we've been waiting for, for shit to finally be on the table. Like we all frustrated. We all hiding secrets. We all got something to say. Say it. 
<laughs> and that was the episode. Niggas was saying shit like, oh my gosh. And for the main person who felt the need to say and speak on other people's you know, secrets and, and lives. Oh my gosh. I hope they have it coming because I need that character killed off. Like, who are you as a person to feel like, and feel so comfortable to share a secret of someone else, especially when they didn't even tell you the secret. Oh, again, it's a messy ass show. If you don't watch it, I wouldn't say it's a must watch, but if you're one of those people who feels easily left out on the timeline when shit is popular and trending, go ahead and just watch it. Cause it's an easy watch. Once you get past the, you know, soap opera vibes and Mary J. Blige having horrible wigs, you are going to like the show. <laughs> you're going to like the show. And the last thing that I want to touch on before we get into the break and I bring on the guest is NFTs. NFTs are giving me Blu-ray disc vibes. If if you don't know what a Blu-ray disc is, there's probably a good reason because it was pointless, it was useless, and it was a come and go, <laughs> a come and go thing of technology. And I feel like NFTs is giving me the giving me those vibes. It's a weird hard push happening for so certain celebrities like posting like these monkey pictures of quote unquote NFTs to buy into. And it seems very classist. It seems very like, what's the point? And niggas, we are still in a pandemic. And you over here trying to sell me a picture of a monkey and I'm black? <laughs> like read the room right now. We are sick. We are tired. We are sick and tired. And here you go talking about, oh, I got this, I got this photo of a monkey. <laughs> if anybody's interested, no nigga, not, this is not the time. Have a seat. Call us back in five years. We're still trying to understand what a fucking Bitcoin is right now. Okay. <laughs> what, how much is a stream worth <laughs> at this point? Like, I don't, I have a lot of things to still answer. So let's just slow our roll on trying to buy imaginary art and let's still support the art that is tangible and, um, in reality. That, that's my take on that. Maybe I'll be singing a different tune six months from now. You never know. Time changes very quickly in the world. But for now, I feel like if you see NFTs, just keep scrolling. The little pop-up on Twitter, just make it go away and continue about your life. Because it seems like a scam. It seems like a corp, a corporation-coordinated scam. And I'm, I'm not going to be fooled right now. I, I got a mask to wear right now still. So <laughs> I'll buy your monkey picture later, <laughs> okay? But that's all I really wanted to talk about and pretense to the de- to the um the guests coming on after the break. But I will say when we do chat with the guests, like we're talking about how Quan Mills may be the new Medea, if you are familiar with Quan Mills. And if you're not, we'll touch on him and who he is. Um, how Euphoria might be going a little too far when it comes to the content. Um, it makes me personally uncomfortable and I really needed to get the opinion of someone else from the opposite sex. 
um, Britney being free and, uh, you know, being on, on people's asses right now. I can't wait for her to sit down with Oprah and just spill the tea. But until then, it seems like she's just going to uh, give us teasers on Instagram posts and, uh, keep threatening, uh, your little sister girl. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And then we also talk about how, Ari Lennox is, you know, just um, on the internet, just still expressing how she is not a fan of how people are treating her, which I understand. I've been that person. I have expressed my frustrations of, you know, people in the industry. But sis, sis, sometimes you ask for it and we'll get more into that. And and don't judge me for saying that until you hear what's after the break, but let's jump into a quick song. We'll come back and we will dissect all that I just teased for you right now. Thinking bad to bag, no nudge. Lately, I've been making bitches mad, niggas want me. I was in a rush, I had to fuck them in this two seat. We be on the hush, it ain't a secret that he can't keep. Lately, I've been all about my paper, no loose. Lately, I've been putting pressure on them bitches, no me. I was in a rush, I had to fuck them in this two seat. We be on the hush, it ain't a secret that he can't keep, can't keep. These niggas can't keep up with a bitch like me. These bitches can't figure out that I am not they enemy. Beefing with your mother just like beefing with yourself. I be giving bitches knowledge, they just put me on the shelf. And we're back. It's still Tammy from Tea with Tammy, but this time joining me is VJ, host of the podcast Liquor Talk. VJ, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. How you doing, Tammy? I'm doing well. I'm glad you're here with me today. I know I was teasing before, before we started recording that you volunteered your poor soul to to chat with me today. And so I thank you and appreciate you for volunteering. Sometimes I'm just on shenanigans and um, I, I, I feel for the other person in the conversation. <laughs> But I'm excited to chat with you. We've chat before in the past. I've actually been a guest on your show. Would you like to tell the people about your show and what where they can find it? Um, yes, which is why I knew I had to step up for you because it's been a while since we recorded. Um, but many people can find you can find Look and Talk wherever you get your platform, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we're um at a video on YouTube. Basically, what you look, look and talk is is real conversations, real talk about whatever's going on in society today, and also a platform for people to come tell their story about their platform and what got, how they got started and everything. So if y'all want to hear that episode me and Tammy did together, it's like episode 71 of Look and Talk, so it's been a while. Yes, you're, you're in the 200s, right? Am I wrong? Yes, I'm in the 200s. Wow. Like, I feel like that was just yesterday, but when you count like pandemic time, it gets a little blurry. And so I feel like I missed a lot. And so I'm excited to be on your show in the future. So congratulations. Job well done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
No problem. So let's let's jump right into the the BS is what I should call it. it what I would call topics <laughs> on my show. And so the first topic I wanted to <laughs> run across your radar, if it hasn't already, is a young gentleman by the name of Quan Mills. Are you familiar with the young black author Quan Mills? Yeah, I think I've heard of him. <laughs> okay, so he's been going viral lately with his titles and his book covers. And so the first one to catch my eye was This Hoe Has Roaches in Her Crib. And I thought it was a joke. I thought someone just made a meme, like made like pieced together in graphic design some man and some woman with roaches. And I just thought it was all a hee hee ha ha type of timeline thing. But this is actual literature. And, and there's more. There's another one called My Psycho Baby Daddy. Like, are you familiar with any of these titles? And just hearing about it, like, what is your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts is I haven't read the books, but it doesn't surprise me that people talk about these things. I mean, growing up, we had the, the Zane Sex Chronicles and we had the crazy sex stories. But some of these titles are a little wild and outrageous. I do agree with you. But I'm like... Hey, it's it's creativity. It's the world. It's the world how they see it, and they just being blunt about it. Right now, here's the thing, though, because it's it goes viral and it's funny, but is it is it the Medea effect? I hate to call it that, but there's a thing when it comes to Medea's content or Tyler Perry's content, I should say, and it's Medea specifically. Some people appreciate Medea because it's telling the true lives of what some Black people experience, and these are real type of individuals that they've grown to meet and love in their everyday life, wherever they're from. But on the other hand, some people say that this type of content brings us down. It it puts us uh, a blemish for for black people, and we're always having to defend that type of content because it's so outlandish or just over the top of a type of soap opery, but in but in ratchery in a, in a way. And so, what is your thought now about Quan Mills and these titles and them going viral? Is it a good look for black people or is it, like you said, creativity still? Uh, it's it's not a good look. And in, in some hands, it's not a good look. In other ways, is somebody just writing about their reality of what they grew up with. So it, it all depends on how you perceive it because I just feel like it's 2022 and it's like we all have we all have seen things that bring other races of people down in a bad light. So it's like it is what it is at this point. And if because you're gonna have some people that like it, and then some people that are obviously gonna be offended. I'm just like, look, as long as it's being creative and they're being themselves, and they're not not trying to depict us, bring us tall totally down. It is what it is because we know some people like that. We grew up with people like that, you know. Right, right. And I'm going to be honest, I downloaded This Hoe Got Roaches in Her Crib and read the first chapter. And the hoe, if you will, of the one who has the roaches in her crib, her name is Fred Quisha. 
and she goes by Moo Moo in the streets. And that's, that's verbatim in the book. And I'm just like, really, you know what I mean? Like, do we really have to go that far to seem so ghetto? But when I have that thought, I immediately check myself and thinking, okay, now I'm subscribing to Monique's thought of like the whole wearing a bonnet in public and how I always have to appear a certain way because white people are watching. I feel like I shouldn't have to live that way because white people don't live that way. And so I kind of wanted to get your opinion on that and like pick your brain because I'm very on the fence with this, with this content. I want to indulge and I want to like hee hee ha ha about it on the timeline. But then again, I don't want other people outside our race looking at it and being like, look at them just being them again, you know? <laughs> Honestly, Honestly, I read this book called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and it's like certain things you just can't really give a fuck about. Like, if you want to indulge in it, indulge in it, but you know, but if you're not, but indulge in it to a degree. Also, you know it's for your entertainment. It ain't like you're going to partake in those things and apply those things to real life. So it's like, if you want to indulge, indulge. You only live once. So who gives a damn about what some other races of people think, you know what I'm saying? Because people always judging. You always got those people who judging who you can't make happy to save your life. And if you live life trying to make people happy, then you're not really living life. So I say indulge for the hell of it. Just don't be trying to apply it to your real life. Right. Okay. I beautifully said, like the art of not giving a fuck, a literature piece that I need to read. I might need to put down this hoe got roaches in her crib and pick up that title first <laughs> so I can then continue on these Quan Mills books. But I will say it has given me a weird motivation to where I need to like look into publishing my own book. Like this man has 20 titles and they're all the likes of that original title that I shared with you. And I can easily make books and counter them. I can be like, this nigga is still sleeping on my couch or, you know what I mean? I can, I can be the him to his, her. I don't know if you remember that when her first came out, there is an R and B singer named him that countered all of her, <laughs> all of her music. And so I'm thinking about being, you know, the, the Quan Mills adjacent. <laughs> I mean, go for it. I mean, what you got to lose? The sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? Go for it. If it's in your heart, go for it. All right. I might I might write you in as a little character or something. I might give you a little shout out. My first little cosign. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, let's 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 transition to some other content that I wanted to talk about. So this content has made me feel uncomfortable, but for a different reason. And it's the show Euphoria on HBO Max. Now, it doesn't have to be a show that you personally watch, but I feel like if you're on the internet just a tad bit, you're familiar with the show. Are you familiar with the show? Yeah, I'm a little familiar with the show. Some of the writers are actually from where I'm from. Um, they're from Tampa, Florida. So I haven't, I checked out a few of the episodes, but I'm going to have to go back and watch some of them. So I know they can bring up some very controversial topics. Exactly what I want to talk about. And so, again, content that's made me feel uncomfortable and has made some other people uncomfortable because Euphoria, if you don't know what the show is and you're listening, is a teen drama or it's marketed as a teen drama. It happens in a school or 
It happens around a school, maybe not necessarily in a school, but it centers around a high school of students. And so all these students know each other. They're all going through their different individual troubles and it gets really dark. Someone has addiction, like someone has been abused uh, mentally, physically, um, intimately, someone who is trying to really impress their parents by like fitting the mold and really detrimenting their own self in the process. Like there's a lot of mixed stories, very Degrassi-like, right? But times 10, because they're showing body parts, they're showing gory scenes of people getting beat up. And people are like, hey, 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 wait a minute. You, I thought this was a high school show. And so I kind of wanted to get your opinion on, you know, the viewpoint of a show being about kids and not necessarily marketed to kids, but the demo of the, the students on the show is that. What is your opinion of them going and crossing that line of being that HBO raunchy show, but still saying that it's about kids? Keyword is HBO. So you got to expect the raunchiness. You got to, it comes with the territory. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's like, if you can't enjoy it, then you might just need, it ain't for you. As simple as that, because you know, a lot of shows on HBO is raunchy and it's real. And you never know, there are some kids that probably do those things on a regular basis. It's like, so, and to the parents out there, you might want to watch that and then maybe have a better understanding of your kids. But that's HBO content. It's like what the only HBO content I can think of is not raunchy are the talk shows or their sports shows. It's like the dramas and stuff. They're all a bit raunchy. It's like it comes with the territory. And I agree. It's the platform itself. And so you got to know what you're walking into when you turn on that channel. So I totally agree. And so I look at it as, yes, it's it's all art and it's creative and it's entertainment at the end of the day. And so I can't say that these showrunners have these responsibility to like maintain this innocence for kids. That's not their job. Their job is to tell a story. And these stories may very much well exist in the real world. And so I totally understand that. My thing is, and I want to get your opinion on this take, is why is there this odd obsession of teen content. There's there's a lot of shows where it's centered around that coming of age, you know, era or demo or generation. And of course, there's going to be stories that get explicit and inappropriate because they're finding themselves, they're going through through puberty. But why as adult adults are we are we yearning for that content. Is that odd? Am I am I making that up? Is that weird to say? <laughs> uh no, it's definitely not weird to say as maybe some people just didn't have every the childhood or teenagers they wanted, so they're reliving it through through the art of telling storytelling and writing and stuff. So maybe that's what it is and that's why you're seeing a lot of teen shows because people are just reliving their past and they just want to revel in their teenage years. They, they're having repressed memories because there may be some things they didn't get to experience as a teenager. So maybe they're writing shows about it since that's the new craze, I guess. 
It seems so, because I mean, there is Riverdale, and then of course we have 13 Reasons Why, Euphoria is thriving right now, and now there's talks of bringing Degrassi back. And I'm just like, yes, this is great, but as I get older, I keep asking myself why. If we're going to create content or even bring things back, where is the other content of, you know, more mature coming of age stories of like the adult transitions? I guess maybe that's just me being selfish, but I feel like there's a weird highlight lately when it comes to teen dramas and content. Um, it may, it may be me, but I feel like it's just, it's, it's a little too much on the timeline, especially when we're talking about explicit you know, topics. And so when there's clips from the show being posted on my Twitter timeline, I then feel uncomfortable. Do you ever feel uncomfortable when people start talking about like the shows that you maybe not subscribe to, but you know, you know, are popular? Yeah, I felt that way last night when I saw all the people talking about the power spoilers. I'm like, my goodness, (laughs) y'all know y'all be on the timeline just ratting raving. Now, I stopped watching Power after Ghost Dive because I just felt like that was just the end of it. So I caught a couple episodes of Power Ghost and the Power Books, but the way people be talking about it, I'm like, I don't even need to watch the show. Y'all done told the whole show. (laughs) And you know what's so funny? That is the only reason why I started to watch Power Book 2, Ghost, because people were just talking about it so much. See, now I'm a backwards viewer when it comes to this series. I didn't watch Power. I heard about it so much on the timeline that I felt like I didn't need to watch it. People were spoiling it every week. And my favorite podcast at the time, Joe Budden Podcast, talked about it every week too. And so I'm like, I'm pretty caught up on a show that I don't even watch. And now I'm watching clips and it seems more centered towards the youth and a a younger, fresher story, maybe not necessarily high school, but they're in college. And so I'm a bit more intrigued in that transition. And so the only reason now I'm watching is because so many people talk about it on the timeline. (laughs) That's so funny you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, and some episodes, and honestly, that's how I got in. That's how I got into the original power, um, because people were talking about time, but it wasn't as much. And also, when it first started, stars wasn't dropping the episodes at midnight, so uh, that's how kind of how I got into it at first. Right, right. See, I don't even know about that. Like the transition of the episodes dropping at midnight. So that's like a, that's a, that's a new thing for me, but okay, let's transition a bit more. I know we're, we're about halfway through the time that I have with you. So I have a few more topics. I, I really want to get to Britney Spears. Now, I don't have to be a fan of Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you say that. Okay. I'm going to relax a bit. So Britney Spears. She that's a loaded topic in itself, but we all know she's free now. Britney Spears is free. The conservatorship is done, and ever since it's been done, we have been seeing we've been seeing more of Britney and hearing more from Britney. There have there has been Instagram rants, there has been Instagram pictures and tweets and tea spilled. I want to get your opinion initially of that transition of her being caged and her now being free. What is your thoughts and and her now showing more of herself right now? 
Listen, I'm happy I'm all for Britney being free. I don't believe anybody as a grown adult making money as a star should be caged and has to answer to somebody like, look, I'm the one bringing in the bread here. I'm the talented one. So I'm happy we're getting to see this Britney come out and stuff. And also, I think Britney's talking about it as a way for her to heal and move forward. So I'm just like, get it all out your system because you need to heal and you need to move forward. Now you need to move forward as a free person, not under somebody's dictatorship. So I'm all for it. I'm happy for Britney's free. I didn't notice until people started mentioning free Britney, free Britney. And I'm like, wow. So Brit, so her family controlled everything. So yeah, I didn't know that until, and I, and I thought that was wrong because Britney was like a really big star. And I'm like, why is she a star but doesn't have say so over her money or how she's supposed to live? So I was all for it. Right. I am so glad that she has the freedom to have a voice and control her own narrative. And as soon as she became, you know, quote unquote free, um, it sounds like she just got out of prison, but I mean, mentally it probably was. She started posting pictures and, you know, beautiful captions about how she appreciated the Free Britney movement of getting the exposure that she needed to have a voice again. And in these pictures that she posts, she seems a bit um, interesting. Some people would say maybe unkept, a little bit wild. Her hair is a little bit messy. You know, the eye makeup is a bit smudged. She doesn't look the best version of herself is is that any any telling to anything do you do you take note to that i don't take note to that i just feel like people trying to make something more than what it is because we all have days where we're just not looking the best and we all have those days where we're just like okay i'm clearly not trying to be seen right now and we have those moments where we just simply just don't give a fuck so simple as that I agree. That's the main reason why this podcast isn't visual. (laughs) But let me add another layer to that. So in her rants, she has also been spilling family tea, a lot of personal information, threatening her sister to get physical, saying that she should have slapped her. She should have smacked her. She doesn't deserve anything that she has. And it's all because of me. Do you take any note to that as for any, any sign of, um, mental health yeah to that aspect i think britney should probably go see somebody and go talk to somebody because there's some things that the social media world just don't need to know they don't need to know your family drama or whatever they don't need to you don't need to be airing out all your dirty laundry you know I agree. What do you say to the people who say wow um now that britney is free I might understand now why she was locked up originally. The pictures, the rants, the aggressive behavior. Um, Some people haven't seen or heard from Brittany in a while. And now people are, are saying, hmm, maybe this is why. What do you say to that opinion? I say that that's 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 some BS because you don't know the whole story. You don't know you don't know how her family was treating her while she was locked up and caged and stuff. So it's like you don't know there are two sides to every story. So you don't know every detail of it. So it's like 
just let her be, you know what I'm saying? Just let her be and live live your life. And if you're so focused on judging her life, what does that say about your life? You know what I'm saying? That tells me you really don't have a life. You see her judging her about her every little nitpicking about her life. It tells me you really don't have a life. So just let her be. Ding, ding, ding. Very well said. And I say the same thing. It's, and I, I'll say a little bit more too to add on. Um, it's unfair to have that assessment of her to be like, well, she's she's erratic now. No wonder she was locked up, or maybe they should lock her back up, or you know, the behavior that she's expressing now isn't the best and fit for someone of her popular status and to be a mother and you know, all the judgmental things that they say in the comments. But again, I would say that's not fair to say because one, she hasn't had a voice for so long. So imagine. Imagine you in an argument and someone keeps talking over you or you don't have the the breath or the space to say what you want to say. You're eventually going to blow up in that conversation and say, you know what, nigga, let me talk. You know, give me give me the floor. And so this is her doing that after a decade plus of being told to shut up. And so for people to be like, wow, look at this crazy behavior in an IG post. If it was me, it would have been way more than an IG post. <laughs> it would have been IG live. It would have been a pull up with me and my friends. I would, I would have made a scene. And so, yes, I completely agree with people with the idea that if you have so much to say about her life, let's look at yours then, because you don't know the whole story and you don't know what it feels like to be silenced for so long. Am I, am I right in that? Yes, you're totally right in that. Oh, like it's, it's saddening to see like the, the judgment in, in the comments, but I do hear that Brittany plans to sit down with Oprah. Did you hear that? Oh, wow. Brittany's trying to get all these coins. I don't blame her. <laughs> Listen, she's going to spill the tea. Now, some people said that she should have went a different route and did like drink champs and really spilled the tea, <laughs> you know, but of course she's going to, she's going to keep it within her lane of her stardom. And so Oprah is probably the best person for her to talk to, but I am going to be front row ready to sip all the tea just because it's been so long that she hasn't had a voice and and I hope that she's able to articulate everything that went on so we can really know the story. Yes. Yes. For Oprah getting the big time interview like that, the big time exclusive, you know. Now, something like that, I'm surprised the Breakfast Club didn't try to get a hold of her. That's one thing I'm really surprised about. Right. Maybe not the Breakfast Club, but Charlemagne himself, because it seems like he is definitely trying to branch out and be this, you know, media maven and really talk to everyone. He even talked to Kamala Harris. And so, I mean, he he has been putting himself out there as someone to talk to. And so I'm surprised he hasn't tried to get that that Britney interview. And maybe he might in the future. You never know. Like he's definitely presented himself as a candidate. But I do want to transition to another celebrity who has who has always shown us her voice, <laughs> and that is Ari Lennox. Uh, familiar with the R and B star? Yes, the beautiful Ari Lennox. Lennox, the um, that podcast that asked that question that that man ain't shit. I'm just like that's a poor representation of us podcasters. You know what I'm saying? Because not all of us are like that. Not all of us are going to ask the just stupidly blatant question, which is should be personal and nobody really cares about. 
Yes, exactly. And I'm glad you brought it up because that's exactly what I want to speak on. And so to give a little backstory to that, if you're listening and you don't know, Ari Lennox was on a podcast show and the host of the show asked her blatantly and bluntly, um, is anyone fucking you good lately or currently? Is anyone fucking you good right now? And she was taken aback. Uh, she she leaned in and was like, "What? Like how? Like how? How dare you ask me that so so bluntly? And like have have the audacity to feel so comfortable to ask me that in an interview?" He, the host, then reminds her that, "Well, you did word that the exact same way verbatim in one of your." in one of your songs, you actually say it specifically in one of your outros that you want to get fucked good and that you're yearning to be fucked good soon. And so that's what I'm asking you about. She then had to think about it. She then remembered, laughed it off, but then she took to Twitter um, to, to have a tweet and she has now deleted that tweet, which I think says something, but in her tweet, she said that, you know, she's done doing interviews. I felt disrespected. How dare he feel comfortable to say that? I just felt so grossed and I, I don't want to do interviews anymore. So with all of that being said, again, you feel like that interviewer was wrong in what he did in a bad represented repre- representation to podcasters. Is that correct? Hell yeah, that's great. And I hope Ari has a change of heart because I'd love to have her pretty ass on Look and Talk. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't ask something stupid like that, but I'd love to have her pretty ass on, you know what I'm saying, talk to her <laughs> and get to know her some more, you know? Yes, beautiful, strong black woman who isn't afraid to, you know, share her voice. That's what I appreciate appreciate about her. Now, I will say when you're an artist and a creative, you are you are creating something to then be put out into the world and then be critiqued, judged, consumed, whatever after that. You have no control. And so as an artist, you you will be approached and asked about your art. And so framing it, framing the question in, in a way where I'm saying you're an artist, you created something and you said something in a song. I'm asking you about a lyric in one of your songs. Is it still disrespectful? Yeah, it's still disrespectful because it's the way you came off and your Tony, you were, the guy was kind of being aggressive about it. And it's like, of all her lyrics, why would you choose that one? You know what I'm saying? I just, I feel like there's some questions that I feel like there, there should be like off limits like that. It's like, whoever she fucking, that's, that's her business. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure us, we don't want everybody to know who we fucking and who who hitting it because they might, they might, some people might be claiming, oh, they fucking, but they not really fucking us. You know what I'm saying? If you know what I mean. Right. Exactly. And I completely understand that. And don't think I, I have any, any uh, motivation to encourage someone to make someone feel uncomfortable during an exchange of an interview, especially if you're, you know, a black woman, like I don't ever want to put someone in that position, but I I will say, Right, right, right. And I will say at in that same breath, though, like when you create something, I do feel like someone has the right to then ask you about what you've created. Now, what you're asking about, that's that's where it can get a little bit blurred lines. Now, she she wrote about 
wanting to be fucked good, not explicitly saying like, I will then share with you who then fucks me good, but to shoot the host some bell, he, he did say, is anyone fucking you good right now? He didn't ask who specifically he didn't ask when he didn't ask where. Um, and so just playing devil's advocate, does that alleviate some of your opinion of of him or it's still disrespectful regardless of what he asked about her sex life. I still think it's regardless of whatever. And also I think he should have clarified that with her in the beginning. If he knew that he was going to go that direction, I think he should have clarified it with her and be like, Hey, is it okay if I ask this or not? You know what I'm saying? Cause the way he said it, and I'm just going back to how he said it, how he was just so aggressively passionate with it. I do feel like it came off as a little creepish. So it's like I get I get the um I get where you come from with getting questioned about your art, but I still go like of all the things she didn't talk about in the songs, this is what you want to ask a man? Come on now. Yes, exactly. And so I have no issue in him asking about lyrics of Ari Lennox, but why that lyric? Why why do you need to know about that specific song and lyric? And that's where you start coming off as a creep. And so I definitely agree. And there's ways of going about a raunchy interview because there's podcasts out there who do talk about sex. I I often listen to Lip Service by Angela Yee, and that is literally all they talk about different sexual intimate things but there obviously is an expectation to and um, a pre-conversation of what's comfortable to be talked about and what's not comfortable to be talked about and so I totally agree with what you're saying that there's a way to go about it and how he went about it was completely disrespectful and like you said just just creepy and aggressive Yes, it is. And also, I, I, and I've done some sex podcasts on my end as well. Also, shout out to the ladies of the Naturally Unbothered podcast. Um, their independent sex podcast where I went on them when we just talked about sex and we, it was cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? And also, I've done some sex podcasts as well. So it's like, it's out there. There's a ways to go about it. So it's like, and I've done it. So it's like, it can be done. Right. Exactly. Me too. I've, I've been on, um, Let's Be Honest, hosted by Girl Behind the Mic. And so that's a sexual intimate podcast where, you know, we had that conversation of what are we going to talk about? What are you okay to, you know, divulge in and and what you're not? And so there's an appropriate way to go about things. And I think us, you and me specifically, would never do that to the next interviewer, make them feel uncomfortable. And I appreciate you as a host overall. You, again, are in the 200s when it comes to your podcast. Um, I've known you on my timeline for quite some time. It seems like you're going strong. When I scroll through your your guests, it does seem like all of your guests are podcast hosts. And so does that seem to be the main theme of who you like to talk to or who you seek out to talk to? Um, that's sometimes be the main thing of who I like to talk to as well, because the podcast host is like, those the ones and my experiences, those ones I can count on to show up and show up on time and stuff. It's the artists and stuff. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They be all over the place. And it's like, I will be looking to expand more now that I'm in a new city. So I'm going to be expanding more. Cause I've also talked to, um, I've talked to artists. I've talked to, um, I even talked to somebody in the erotic industry um, that was like about episode 160. And also I talked to some authors as well. So it's not just the podcasters, but 
I know you see them mainly at the podcasts, but those be the ones they be showing up for me. So that's the ones I usually ride with. But every now and then I'll have some other other people on, which is what I'm trying to do in 2022. Okay, that's great to hear because at one point I was like, is this a podcast about podcasts? But even if so, I think that is interesting in itself. It's almost like the Inception movie, like the behind the scenes, because you get to kind of get a different side of the podcaster because when they're on their own show, they have a different represent, uh, you know, representation to uphold for their audience. But when they step into a world for someone else's audience, they can kind of let their hair down. And I, completely agree with the fact that podcasters know how to show up because they they need people to show up for them. And so when you have a podcaster on your show, they are on time, they're efficient, and you know, you know their voice is going to come through with quality because they know what to expect whereas, you know, dealing with people outside of hosting in that experience, it can be like herding cats. <laughs> and so I, I definitely share that, that same sentiment, but I appreciate liquor talk. I can't wait to come back to the show. Maybe it will be in person in the, you know, the distance future and we can sip some liquor together. What do you say? Yes. I definitely say we got deaf God make that happen in 2022. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you stopping by, chatting with me, dealing with my shenanigans. Any last minute words, any last minute plugs you would like to say for, for the sippers out there? Um, remember to pour it up. Also, um, we're recording on January 23rd. I do want to say happy birthday to my mother, who I'm going to see later today. So happy birthday, mama. I appreciate everything you've done for me and all. But all to all my sippers out there, y'all keep pouring it up. Um, Tammy's going to be on real soon, y'all. So Stay tuned, stay popping, keep supporting black podcasters, support all black businesses. And once again, Tammy, I appreciate you for having me on. Of course. And thank you again, VJ, for stopping by the Tea with Tammy show. You can listen to Tea with Tammy on all streaming platforms, wherever you get your, your podcast from. Me personally, I like using Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. So make sure you have one of those platforms downloaded. And until next time, Sip some tea.